0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 223 of Bad Flips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's Justin, the Professor Anderson, out in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Justin, I'm about to enter your level here in Halifax. We've got a cold snap happening, and it's going to happen late tomorrow evening. We're getting negative 30.
1: Ooh, enjoy we've been yeah doing that the last week here and it's warming up tomorrow so i'm passing on the savings to you
0: yeah i don't know what it is but uh it's been a very mild winter so far here in halifax we got a couple of a little bit a little sprinkles we actually didn't get snow until i would say mid to late january
1: really wow! and
0: now it's coming yeah now it's just like it's all coming down all at once and huh. uh, the cold snap there freaks me out, but uh, I've got all the tasks I, I need to do planned for before the cold snap. So, lock down my windows, got my hot chocolate, got the heat purring like a kitten. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a cold a cold weekend.
1: Hey, the good news is, though, it is February now, so we know that the yeah. end is in sight.
0: Yeah, I saw that uh, one, one of the groundhogs in Canada oh, yeah, passed that's today, away. Right? The day of, yeah, yeah, they nice. passed away. Good I night. didn't see what it was for Good Halifax. Night, I didn't Prince. bother looking because I don't give a shit what rats have to say about <laughs> the weather. Uh, I'll just assume it'll be a late spring because it seems like our weather patterns are changing in accordance with the global climate crisis. Indeed. So I guess what that means is that our Earth that is not round but actually exists on the back of a giant space turtle uh must be tipping over have you seen that theory
1: yeah and i for one Jesus think it's hundred percent real
0: the tur that uh, we're all on the back of a giant space turtle. Yeah, and, holy and, and shit!
1: And my favorite conspiracy theory is that birds aren't real and that they're all just government drones <laughs> um, that's fast it's, it's fast are crazy well and the funny thing about that one about the birds is that the guy who created it created it as a joke to show how stupid conspiracy theories are and then people started buying into it and he it's like he always talks about like how it's like he's like i made it as a joke and because people will believe anything it just, that's what i think flat yeah.
0: earthers are i think there are i think like 95 percent of them are just trolls and then there's five percent of people who are so, so unbelievably stupid yeah unintelligent <laughs> that they just they they've bought in and they it's a sunk cost for them so they cannot get out of it they have yeah. to like double down every time
1: those are the people who when you see them you just want to give them a hug and tell them everything's going to be okay
0: no they're <laughs> the people that uh, <laughs> i want to do the opposite for. <laughs> i want to walk in the other direction very oh, quickly oh
1: boy yeah. Maybe throw anyway. a
0: snowball at them or something. Yeah, birds
1: aren't real. We're on a space turtle. Um, what a yes.
0: terrible way to start this podcast. Our audience is just like, what is wrong with these morons? For the record, I don't believe in that either of those stupid-ass theories. Birds are definitely real. No comment. All right. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. If you like what we do here at uh, on this baseball podcast, uh, at BFMD Podcast on Twitter, website bfmdpodcast.com. Go ahead, DM, tweet, or message us your questions. Do not ask me about any more conspiracy theories.
1: No, I do have unless one for you. It is baseball unless, related, though. Unless
0: you want to talk to me about Agartha. Have you heard the theory of Agartha, the Hollow Earth theory? Oh, Jesus!
1: No, I don't want to get into that. But no, I don't want to, talk about don't the want to either. What is conspiracy it's... theory?
0: What? Oh, the, what is it? The only
1: baseball conspiracy theory, or the only conspiracy theory that I 100 believe in, because it was kind of proven factual, is that Aaron Judge was hit playing with juiced balls last season. That motherfucker, the entire Yankees well, team, juiced balls.
0: It is what it is. Um, you can find us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Justin, in a rare uh, twist of events here, I'm going to have you lead the show wow. and uh, tell us <laughs> tell us all the news articles that I plucked uh, 45 minutes before we decided <laughs> to record uh, of all the Jays news. And actually, there's fun little news at the end that's not Jays related, but it is baseball related. And it's Canadian baseball related. So you're just going to have to enjoy it. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, what do we uh, got?
1: I'm not sure what to do with my hands. Um, Take the wheel. Do I just kind of keep them beside me, or do I just, you yeah, okay. know... Take
0: the wheel, 10 and 2. None of this 4.30 Nah, 4.30, 430 baby.
1: Anyway, oh God, uh, you so much. <laughs> in Blue okay. Jays news this week, people were clamoring for a transaction, and we got one. Uh, the Jays have signed former New York Yankee reliever Chad Green, <clears throat> who we are very familiar with from his time with the Bronx Bombers. Uh, yep. It is a... Somewhat complicated deal, Patrick.
0: Yep, sure As people may
1: know, Chad Green actually underwent Tommy John surgery midway through this past season. So, much like Hyunjin Ryu, he would be a mid-to-later season returnee to the roster this year. Think of it kind of as like a a pre-trade deadline acquisition without having to trade anybody, in Mm. a sense. You know? Because he's projected to come back maybe in July, maybe late June, depending on how his rehab goes. So... The deal, um, it starts off as kind of like a, a weird one-year deal. I think he's going to get about two two $2.5 in this first season because he's obviously not going to play the whole season. And then after the 2023 season, the Blue Jays have an option to pick up a three-year deal, a three-year team option. And that would yeah. keep Chad Green with Toronto through the 2026 season. So he'd have 2024, 25, and 26. If the Blue Jays it. decline that team option chad green then receives a player option so he can decide okay i want to pick up my player option and i'll be a blue jay for one more year 2024 he would get 8.5 million dollars i believe that that year or maybe it's six six million i can't remember it's 8.5 over the first two years i can't remember if that's split weird or if it's just 8.5 in the second year Um, if he declines that player option the blue jays then receive a two-year team option (laughs) And if they pick it up, then he's a Blue Jay for uh, 2024 and 2025. Not so certain on the dollar figures in that one yet. Um, but if the Blue Jays decline that option, Chad Green would be a free agent again. So he could be a Blue Jay for only one year. Or he could be a Blue Jay for four years in total. So it's a fun deal. And I mean, it's, yeah. this guy's been... we We know all about him from... How many times he's played against the Blue Jays, and he's got one of the, he's got really good numbers at Rogers Center. I think he has like a thirty-seven to one strikeout to walk ratio <laughs> as a Yankee in his time. Uh, Ouch! In yeah, um, he's
0: he's really good. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about his numbers too. But yes. what I find really interesting about this deal is that no matter what the situation is, it does appear as though the Jays have priority. Yes. So right. there has to be two team declines before chad green becomes a free agent no three team declines before he becomes a free agent we can decline it twice which is ridiculous we can decline it twice and then say yes we could decline it once and say yes Mm -hmm. declining it once and then him getting the player option means he only has one extra year
1: yeah if he chooses to accept it, yes. So I mean, basically yeah. the scenarios that would happen. Let Let's say he doesn't pitch at all this year, like he his rehab goes badly or that's something. Possible. It's set that's back. It's possible. Setback is always a possibility. Yep. So the Blue Jays would likely decline their option, and then he would, if if that's the case, he he would probably pick it up, unless he feels like he's healthy enough to get a multi year deal somewhere else. So that would be kind of a situation where he would. Yeah he would get the he would pick it up for one year next year. It'd be like almost like Chris Sales contract in Boston, how like they're kind of just stuck in it now because he just can't stay healthy. But if he yeah. if the Blue Jays were to decline it and then he were to decline it again, that's when the Blue Jays have the option to then, yeah, say, okay, we'll take you for two years or we or they can decline it and then he's a free agent again. So yeah, the Blue Jays, like you're right, they could say no. The Blue Jays could decline it once and then Chad Green could decline it once. and the Blue Jays would have to decline it again him to be a free agent so there's there's three declines before he would be a free agent uh two for the jays and one for him
0: <laughs> and the idea behind it is that it's advantageous for both the team and the player yeah, like it's, it's, it's this is a mutually beneficial agreement however priority constantly is in the favor of the jays yes they would they would simply be initiating either an acceptance or a decline
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and then they respond to whatever chad wants to do
1: so, the one thing that to note with him is his fastball velocity <coughs> obviously has declined the last couple of seasons. Uh, the average in 2021 was 96, but he topped out at like 98 a few times. Yep. This past year, his average was 95, and he maybe touched 97 um, for the most part. And then he did get hurt. It's only 15 innings, though.
0: Yeah, very year. small <coughs>
1: sample size, of course. Small sample uh, size. <laughs> Yeah, he did have sixteen strikeouts in those fifteen innings, so obviously the stuff is still there. Still he was eighty-eighth uh, percentile in his fastball spin in limited time in twenty twenty two. so yeah, that's that's he's got he's got great stat cast numbers, really good really good page. We love to see it. He uh, He's basically
0: a one point five F war uh, reliever. Yeah,
1: and that's huge. I mean the guy's <coughs> fastball curve, it's a simple, simple mixture that works for him. And Obviously, from how effective he's been against the Blue Jays in the past seven seasons that he's been in baseball now, it's hard to believe that it's been that long that we've had to deal with this guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know he's he's been a real menace for the Jays. Yeah. And signing him kind of feels like he's like joining the, the Rebel Alliance now. Like, there's some. Like, <laughs> and yeah. you know the
1: key thing about him, Patrick, he's a left-handed bat. So I mean, <laughs> I'm obviously kidding, but. We wanted that left-handed power bat for the bench. Uh,
0: He is 32 by the time the season starts, so you're looking at age 32, 33, 34, and 35 seasons for Chad Green. Mm -hmm. Uh, The downtick in velocity does not concern me. Uh, Last year's stats are basically a wash, so really all we can really focus on is uh, 2021 uh, where he had a significant uh, improvement in his stats. Uh, as opposed to the shortened, difficult 2020, where he was probably the ire of many uh, Yankee fans uh, as he had a little bit of trouble with the home run ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's predominantly fly ball uh, or strikeout kind of guy. Doesn't walk a lot. Uh, You see the walks. The career average for walks is about 2.25, which is very, very strong. You love that. Um, this is a guy whose career ERA is 3.17 and his FIP is 3.29. So he's beating the projections. He's a valuable piece of a bullpen when he's fully healthy, which we saw in 2021. He was very frustrating, uh, to play against. He appeared in 67 games for the Yankees, which is, you know, he's a workhorse. He won, uh, he got 10 decisions in his favor, uh, yeah. Along with six saves, which is great. I don't see how many holds he had. He had eighteen holds. Twenty twenty one, yeah. He had six blown saves, which is not ideal. No, but, but the thing to remember—he's not the primary closer for that team. The thing either. to
1: remember with him too is he's often been a multi-inning guy. Like there's been yeah. outings for the Yankees where he's even faced like he's gone three innings in, in on occasion, and a lot of a lot of more than one inning. He will face anywhere from three to nine <laughs> batters in his time on uh, his outings, I mean, he's a, he's a really valuable guy because of the fact that he, like like you said, he limits the walks, right? So you can you can trust him to go out there for more than one inning and not make a mess of it, so.
0: Yeah, well, uh, uh, to elaborate a little bit further on his stats, because we really have very little else to discuss, mm-hmm. his average exit velocity is quite low, and the launch angle averages out to about... Uh, very high teens to low 20s, which means that fly balls, yeah, it's it's fly ball city. Uh, not a lot of barrels, no. uh, pitches, and the hard hit percentage is in the, the early 40s, so yeah, it's, it's mostly well. going to be shitty pop ups to the outfield, yeah, which think, plays our favor. Uh,
1: think Alec Manoa fly balls, like he does a really good job of keeping the ball in the ballpark. So.
0: The difference is Manoa has uh much more, uh, heavier. Yeah, heavy sink. fastball. Yeah. yeah, he's got a heavy fastball too. Like it's just like, it's hard. It's hard to get under Alec Munoz, and it's mm-hmm. hard to get under Chad Green too.
1: Yeah, no, They're to
0: drive for like over the fence. I mean,
1: yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, and you look at his like his twenty twenty one kind of heat map for where he puts the ball. the The fastball is up and away to righties for the most part, and the curveball is down and away. So he'll be really effective against right handed batters. Yeah, he's essentially a, he's essentially
0: on. a two pitch pitcher. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's all you need. He does have the ability to throw a slider, however, he threw that away after twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. uh, and he adopted the curveball immediately after that, and that's what he is now. He can throw a cutter. Uh, yeah, he, he can throw a changeup, <laughs> but he won't. No. Uh, he does have a split finger fastball, however, he's not going to throw that really either. Um.
1: Yeah, he's really simplified it. Like in, in when yeah. he came into the league, he had five pitches, and now he's really got two. So,
0: yeah, he was a starter, uh, yeah. off and on. Uh, the last time he started was 2019. So, he's he's a multi-inning reliever. He's not a a one-and-done. He's not like Jimmy Garcia or Jordan Romano, who yeah, think, typically uh, will see one inning.
1: Think Trent Thornton, but better.
0: All right, so as a result of <laughs> Chad Green getting this contract, uh, it meant that a player had to be designated for assignment, right. and that was Matt Gage. Yeah. I know people are big fan of Matty Gage. Uh, we are both fans of Matt Gage, however.
1: Small sample size.
0: Yeah, small sample size, and Matty Gage is still... I believe Matt Gage is still invited to camp. Actually, they made the announcement... For non-roster invites, uh,
1: he hasn't cleared waivers yet. So.
0: Before, yeah, that's right. He could end up somewhere else actually. Yeah. Uh, beforehand, but I mean, again, yeah, small sample size. He was pretty good in AAA. Uh, he's what we like to call a quad A player. Um. He is definitely too good to be in AAA, but when it comes to ages thirty, there's... so. Oh, He'll yeah, be 30 in a month. I mean, there's not enough stats to really sort of suggest that he is mm-hmm. a viable in MLB long term. Uh, I would be surprised if he clears. I think that any team w- should take a flyer on him, especially a team that's in the bottom 15 for yes. Compends.
1: And notable, he, he does still have two minor league option years left, so he's not just a guy that somebody would have to pick up and keep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but the Jays needed a roster it didn't deal. Em. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I'm surprised that they
0: for cash. I'm surprised like that
1: they like kept Thomas Hatch or Trent Thornton even over him, just because of the lefty shortage.
0: Hatch, I would agree with. Yeah, Thor Thornton still has utility within I know the you system. you Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not a bias. It's just that he does have more utility than Thomas Hatch does. Mm-hmm. Thomas Hatch had bad. I
1: would agree with that. I, I think Hatch seasons. doesn't have much potential because he walks too many batters he's yeah uh he, he, doesn't <laughs> Way too his, he doesn't have a put away pitch so
0: yeah so but anyway we're not is, talking about him <laughs> yeah no it is a surprise that being said if he does clear he'll probably get a non-roster invite to camp i don't see why they wouldn't
1: yeah if, if he decides to take the assignment and give it outright to buffalo then yeah i mean they could they i would he would definitely be invited to spring training for sure
0: i would i would also say that this chad green signing probably is the end this probably represents the f- the finale of roster finagling i feel like this is it
1: yeah and and, and to be fair once once uh, it opens again ryu and, Ch- and chad Green will both go back on the 60 day il which will give the blue jays two free 40 man spots again
0: and if Matt Gage is still around, it's very likely that he would go right back on the 40 men.
1: Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't have to make any moves really. They wouldn't make any moves probably until the end of spring training, especially if they're going to say they're going right. to select somebody who's not on the roster to make the opening day a team for some, for some reason. Like say there's somebody who really comes in and just impresses in spring training for like a final bench spot, for example. Right. They right, might, right, they right, might, right. they might select somebody then there's no, there's no rush to fill the spots on the roster. Um, so they can, they can kind of take their time with that. Or it would open up again to even sign an unsigned free agent during spring training and not have to designate anybody then. So it's, uh leaves some flexibility for the team still. But um, let's move on here. We'll talk about quickly about the coaching staff. So the Blue Jays <coughs> announced two new additions to this, the coaching staff. Uh, Jeff Ware will be the assistant pitching coach in the bullpen. And David Howell will move into a strategy coach role as an assistant pitching coach. So, a couple of new s- uh, new roles here for these guys. Every, everything else, the remainder of the major league coaching staff will return for 2023. So, Pete Walker's back, Dave Hudgens is back, Guillermo Martinez. They're all back as uh, as the boys in the in the dugout again. So, let's get to see some continuity there. I think the Jays have a pretty g- pretty solid group of coaches.
0: Shai Davidi wrote a great article about Jeff Ware and how excited they are to have him join the staff. Yeah. He was still pitching in independent baseball leagues. However, uh, he got that call that every player hears at some point, which is that it's time to do something else. Yep, He got offered the opportunity to be a pitching coach. No, um, oh, no, Sorry. There's 32. He was pitching in in independent leagues, and then he got the call to be a pitching coach. He's been doing that for 20 years. He's yep. now 52.
1: I was gonna say, he, I think he's a bit older than. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's my that's my bad. I okay. should have read the whole article first. Yeah, no. Whatever, everybody you just. You going, so. Everybody be chill. <laughs> it's good. Uh, the team is very excited to have where I don't know who he's replacing.
1: Nobody, I think he uh, well. It's a new role. Didn't was it Matt Bushman who left? Yes yeah so that he was the bullpen coach for uh but i don't know if his title was assistant pitching coach or not i don't know if this is just uh if they've changed the name of the title but i think he's the director of for matt bushman so
0: he was uh bushman was the bullpen coach for the jays yeah, from 2019 so I mean, this is to, to 2022
1: probably jeff ware's new job so and then david howell i believe is just a new addition to the team
0: so. Yeah, he decided Bushman decided to pursue other opportunities. So this is probably just uh, the same position or a similar position. So yeah. uh, 20 years of experience for Jeff Ware in, in similar pitching coach positions. So very interesting to see how he works with uh, the rest of the crew that we've got. And of course, David Howell, I don't know very much about at all. Uh, where does he come from? Does he have any experience at all?
1: i don't know i didn't look too much into him personally but i i I I have to look it up now about uh, the coaching staff so
0: he was a minor league uh pitcher for a couple years looks like it was back in the 90s he's probably been a pitching coach ever since uh i wish i had more i didn't look up his linkedin so no i didn't um (laughs) Let's talk about the last thing there. Yeah. This is this is the cool. I don't know. I find this cool. We could talk about it a little bit, but go ahead.
1: Sure. So 14 Sorry. internal non rostered players have been invited to spring training. Uh, the Jays additionally have re-signed uh, Vinny Capra to a minor league deal. He'll be invited again. And then they've signed catcher Steve Berman to a minor league deal, and he'll get an invite as well. Also, getting invites are some prospects for the Blue Jays. Ricky Tiedemann's going to be there. Um, Andres Sosa. Yeah, Sam Roberts. Jackson Reese. Matt Peacock. Hayden Younger. Younger, The screwballer, Adrian Hernandez, which is fun. Bowden Francis, who was in the Roddy Roddy Teles trade. Junior Fernandez, who the Jays did outright off the roster there a couple weeks ago, but then uh, they signed him to the, the AAA. Yep. Uh, Brandon Isert, another catcher, Phil Clark Jimmy Burnett, a left-handed pitcher and then outfield prospect, Zach Britton not to be confused with the relief pitcher Zach Britton, <laughs> who sat in the bullpen in 2016 wildcard game thanks Marshall yeah, well, Walter the ball sailed over the <laughs> fence in left center Yeah. anyway, um, so yeah, there's, there's a couple of exciting names on there, obviously it's, it's going to be cool to see how Ricky does It'll be fun. uh, The last kind of hot shot prospect pitchers we had dominate in spring training were Alec Manoa and Simeon Woods Richardson a few years ago. So it'll be fun to see how many games Ricky gets into and how he performs. This is a young, super young guy. Obviously, he's twenty. So it'll be fun to watch him uh, pitch against some big boys.
0: Uh, A good chunk of these guys are uh, AAA staff prospects yeah uh, a
1: lot of, a lot of uh there's a few older guys obviously up here and then a bunch of young kids so it's gonna be fun to see the, the cool balance between the two of them it's
0: a good it's, you know what i love seeing i love seeing both ricky and Sam reverse here because i feel like they're gonna graduate pretty close to one another i don't think ricky is gonna see mlb this year yeah I, it's the the team has too much depth at this point and by the I time i would say
1: too much depth on the starting side but i just think with the amount of work he's gotten that he's still a year away so
0: he's got to have a, a a season where he logs a lot more innings and he yes. hasn't done that so
1: yeah he's still got to see that
0: arm. same with sam roberts we got to see a little bit more and let's see what he does in a full season of double a
1: double a with the chance to move up to triple a for sure yeah but yep. no it's 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 nice to see some guys moving through the system um and we talked, talked about those guys yeah a few, a few lefties there but, yeah, it's just another small – it's another crew to kind of give the Jays enough for those split squad games. And it'll give more uh, – because, th- obviously, you at the start of spring training especially, your pitchers aren't getting you very far, and you leave your hitters in for, like, three <coughs> mornings at the start. So it's uh, it's good to have all these younger guys around to soak up some big league experience and show off their stuff for the, for the team higher-ups. So we're a couple – we're two weeks away today from pitchers and catchers reporting. If they're in the WBC, they'll be reporting a few days prior. We will talk about the WBC. We're waiting for Team Canada to announce their roster, and they have not done so yet. So hopefully next week we'll be able to talk with the WBC a bit more. All right, in our last segment for today, we're going to talk about the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame class of 2023. Headlining the class, former Blue Jays outfielder Jesse Barfield. Uh, also going in are Dennis Boucher, former pitcher Rich Harden. Joe Wuchar, who has been involved with Baseball Canada for, throughout the years. So before guys going in, Patrick, what are your thoughts on this? these guys?
0: I love it. This is a great class. Uh, very, very cool to see Jesse Barfield uh, get inducted. He means a great deal to baseball in Canada, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Being a huge part of the Toronto Blue Jays uh, roster for several seasons great to see very deserved uh Dennis Boucher's been a coach for almost 20 years uh he coached the Olympic or he was a part of the coaching staff for the Olympic team in 04 and08 and he's been at the World Baseball Classic each of the last three times and he will be there a fourth time yep. in 2023 uh he's also been a Scout uh, he's he's done a lot um, and a lot of stuff for Baseball Canada, so very cool to see that. And then, of course, you might remember Rich Harden. He was a starting pitcher back in the two thousands. He uh, started his career in Oakland. You might remember him being a part of the that Moneyball, yeah, yeah, uh, the two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five. Uh, that just absolutely kicked ass. Uh, he never won any awards during that time, but he he was absolutely dialed in yeah his best year yeah his best year is probably 2005 uh where he went 10 and five with a 2.53 era in 128 innings it's a great season uh and a 2.9 FIP. yeah really really strong 100
1: 170 appearances over nine years of the 376 era mostly as a starting pitcher so it's a really solid career for him
0: yeah yeah it was good stuff um his baseball career ended at 29. unfortunately he had a if i recall correctly uh he signed a minor league deal with the twins in 2012. he was recovering from like a shoulder injury Mm uh that he had during the 2011-2012 season and he just didn't he didn't bounce back no that was the end of his career which is sad But uh, a great Canadian player, born in Victoria, British Columbia. He's still only 41 years old. Um, Not sure what he's up to these days, but uh, really happy to see that he uh, is getting inducted into the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Obviously, uh, it's always great to see Canadian talent get an opportunity in MLB. And Rich Harden was... He was on fire. He was lighting the world on fire in the early 2000s with that Moneyball Oakland athletic team. I mean, yep. he wasn't there for the 2002 run, but he was there for the subsequent years that yeah. still continue to compete. Uh, a, a
1: byproduct of, of that kind of shift in focus to, to more of a money ball. <laughs>
0: yeah, he did approach, pitch in a, yeah. uh, a few playoff games. Uh, yeah. He didn't go great, uh, yeah. but that's fine. We don't care about that. What we care about is that he's getting the opportunity to uh, go into the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Very deserved. Uh, I don't know this gentleman, Joe Weichar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I knew more about him. I don't. Um, but it's always great to see, uh, you know, talent from across yeah, the country he's, uh, get an opportunity.
1: He's he's been with like, Manitoba Baseball for a long time um kind of just been heavily involved with like minor minor league baseball there he's been he's from winnipeg he was a coach uh, I'm, l- I'm looking at a global news article from winnipeg here and he was a coach uh on, the, on a provincial team that won silver at the 1977 canada games uh, he's just kind of he's a guy who's been around the game for forever Uh, highly involved with just grassroots baseball across manitoba for the most part but uh just just like kind of uh i guess you put him in like the builders category to compare it to the hockey hall of fame
0: yeah he's Uh, already been in the manitoba baseball hall of fame now for like 25 years or something (laughs) like that like he's everybody knows who he is so it's very cool that he's getting the opportunity to be inducted Mm -hmm. now while he's still around get a chance to you know, do the speech and everything like that. It's always great to yeah, see Yeah, so, so three
1: Canadians going in, and then, of course, Jesse Barfield played with the Blue Jays uh, for, for, what was it, uh, nine years, I think. Something yep. like that. Parts of nine Something seasons, like anyway. Um, and then, obviously, finished his career at the Yankees. But, uh, yeah, a guy, I mean, he hit 40 home runs in 1986. He was an all-star that year. The only time he made the all-star team, actually. Uh, won a gold glove and a silver slugger that year. Finished great fifth, year. fifth in MVP voting. Yep. Yeah, some, some great years for Jesse. Led the uh, league. Led the league in home runs that year, yeah. 40 so
0: home runs. That's incredible. He's part for of that killer,
1: killer bees outfield.
0: <laughs> yeah, for a player who is, uh, I, w- I would argue, probably m- better known for his fielding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he have I mean, such an outstanding season. Fifth place in super MVP. Super solid player. Yeah. He
1: averaged 27 home runs. A year on his 162 game average with a 256 batting average and an OPS just over 800 so uh super solid career for him still still one of the more uh, outspoken athletes on twitter he's always on there interacting with blue jays fans uh posting messages to people and just seems, seems to be a pretty good guy and nice to see him going in he's obviously like you said he did have a big impact on huge uh, impact. a young generation of of canadians i'm sure you grew up during his time and it's yep. a bit before a bit before me he was he was already retired he retired the year before I was born but uh, still't know who he is obviously but definitely influenced uh, a young generation of Canadian baseball players for sure
0: yep P- anybody who is between the ages of like uh, 35 and 55 definitely knows who Jesse Barfield is oh definitely. yeah <laughs> uh, it, he's definitely a name that evokes a lot of warm feelings when it comes to the Toronto Blue Jays mm-hmm. he was there for You know, some of the uh, the success we saw in the 80s and uh, yeah, it's just cool. This is a this is a great group going in and uh, it's kind of cool that we have our own Hall of Fame. I'm glad we do it. I'm glad we have it. I'm glad we talk about it uh, once a year when when uh, the inductees go in.
1: No, definitely. uh, Definitely always nice when when, yeah, like you said, we can recognize our own talent and it'll it'll be uh it's it's always cool to see who goes in and i mean they're going to go in at the class of 2020 as well like john olderud is going to be there as well that that day yeah and, they're doing uh, a bunch Jacques of Jacques doucet because obviously covid stopped them from being able to have live ceremonies and i think the two gentlemen from 2020 olderud and doucet weren't able to be there last year yeah um so they're gonna go this year which is kind of nice that they'll be able to do that so a couple yeah, of blue jays legends and johnny Yo and jesse barfield
0: very cool. I'm very, uh, very happy to see all of that happen. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? This is kind of a short no, one No, we us. actually
1: managed to, for the first time ever, <laughs> keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we say we're going to, and then it ends up going for an hour. But no, I, th- I think uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what Chad Green is going to bring to this team when he does return from Tommy John uh i I think it's a great pickup it's like i said before it's one of those sneaky moves that'll almost act as a trade deadline acquisition without having to lose anybody honestly somebody's going to get optioned or dfa to make room for him when he has come back but at the same time like you you're getting a guy who's a a nine-year pro or a seven-year pro excuse me and has been a thorn in your side knows the al east well knows the playoffs well it's a really good veteran player and, and hopefully he spends some time around the team uh, not even just during the spring but hopefully when he's rehabbing he'll spend some time with the team as well too just to really f- start to fit in you know it, it'd be it'd be tough for a guy to join a join a club and then just kind of come in mid-season without uh, without kind of knowing the guy so he'll have that opportunity to get to know them before he joins the squad at least so that will be nice
0: yeah, I think this team has plenty of depth and it'll be very interesting to see the impact that he has on the team. I'm also starting to come around to the idea that maybe Hanjin Ryu isn't done. It, it could be possible. He could be back.
1: He says he wants to come back. He says he's targeting July. So, I mean... That's crazy. It, it, the thing with Ryu is that, I mean, it's it's pro, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's fortunate, but it's beneficial probably to him that he's not a fireballer. Like, he doesn't throw the high velo. Yeah. So, I mean, for him... There, even though there's still a tremendous amount of stress on his arm and on his elbow, there won't be as much stress as if he were throwing 100, you know? So for him, the yeah. the return might be a little bit easier. Um, just the fact that he's not throwing insanely hard. So, yeah, I, if, if he does come back and he can contribute something positive, great. The Jays and, and his fans and the team, we, we can't count on that. But... It's anything you get from him this year is is gravy, so uh, it, it would be cool to see him be able to, co- to, to come back and even just give him three, four innings as a starter, you know, not, not expecting him to go the distance ever again. But it'd be nice to see him uh, finish his career on a high note with the team um, before he probably explores other opportunities, so. It would be nice to see him come back. I agree with you there. And I like your comment, too, about the depth. This We've talked about it many times, but this feels like the deepest Blue Jays team in quite a while in terms of the major league roster. The farm system, not so much these but days. But that's normal because that is normal. All we've had... Yeah.
0: Look at all the players we have on our team that are 25 and under. It's oh, yeah. uncanny. It doesn't happen. It doesn't
1: happen. And it doesn't happen on our teams who are who have been super competitive for the last couple seasons too. So,
0: and these are all players who've been playing on the team.
1: Yes. So these are all guys
0: who are going to have like, it's great 20 season long careers. Cause they're going to yeah. be around for so fucking long yeah. that they're going to, when they retire in their late thirties or early forties, they're going to have like a mm-hmm. ridiculous number of games played. Yeah. it will be very interesting to, to see when the dust settles on a lot of their careers.
1: And we're There's gonna, gonna be, be a lot of guys who play like
0: twenty then, so. seasons. They'll be oh yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's pretty impressive to see this young a core, yeah, uh, continue to play like it's. I look at Vladdy and Bo now; they're as experienced as what you would call a a veteran, yeah. which is very strange because yeah. they're both <laughs> gonna be like twenty four, which is weird. But if you like what we do twitter at bfmd podcast website bfmdpodcast.com follow us on anchor apple spotify wherever you get your podcasts have a good weekend folks and
1: uh stay warm yeah we'll see you next time